take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that thinking about helmets with faces on them. I should get a new helmet. Ooh, maybe I'll get one of those ones that looks like a face with painted teeth and eyebrows, you know? Oh, that always looks so cool. People are like, whoa, is that a person with two faces? Oh, no, it's a helmet. And one face. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Action Park Media. Base. All right, everybody, welcome to Dom's Den. Today's guest, DJ K. Slay. I've been a big fan of this guy for a really, really long time. The drama king. The drama yeah. king, man. Yeah. Uh, you burst onto the scene in 2003 with Street Sweeper. Uh, I mean, there's so many tracks on there. I mean, uh, 50 Shot, your Eminem's Freestyle, Champions. I mean, I, mean, it, I mean, it goes on. How did this all start for you? Tell me about prior to 2003. Okay. What were you doing? So actually, 2003 is when my album, my first album, came out. But um, if you want to go back as far as my DJ history, it goes back to the um, late 70s. Uh, DJing out in the park, DJing in the neighborhoods. Um, I was also one of the top graffiti artists in the city. My moniker was Dez, D-E-Z. I was in the first hip-hop documentary ever. It was called Style Wars by Henry Chalflant. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I was in there. I was just skip- yeah. getting there. Uh, I had I had numerous parts in there. And at the same time, I was also DJing. So, you know, the hip-hop culture was always a part of me. But back then, there was no money involved. There was something that we get up every day. You know, one day we'll go destroy mass transit. We go to the train yard, paint our names, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next day, we bring our equipment outside, you know, try to get some of the ticks to come around and get some of that pussy. And then uh, it'd be... <laughs> Other days we throw our t-shirts on or our sweatshirts, depending on the weather, and go to the other projects to break dance against them. So it was just like something we did uh out of leisure being in the hood. Now, of course, like I said, there was no money being made. So as right. the drug game started moving in Harlem, you know, the crack and shit like that, of course, you know, I had nine to five. I used to work in the meat market. I worked in one of the most expensive meat markets in the city called Lobel's Meat Market. You know what I'm saying? So I worked for Lobel's, but then, you know, that was a nine to five. After that, I started getting into the hustle game. Of course, with the hustle game comes getting busted and going on the run and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, smoking dust and all kinds of stupid shit comes with the culture. But when you're young and you don't have a father figure in the house, you tend to learn from the street. And a lot of the older guys on the street ain't going to tell you the right thing. They're going to tell you some other shit the land you're in trouble. So long story short, on 89, I did a short stint on Rackets Island. Came home, I was mandated to a program. So it was like a good 24 months. I had to get my head back together. And when I got my head together, in between the 24 months, I noticed that people were now getting paid for DJ. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck are they making money? Right. off this shit like we was doing it for nothing so I put my mission together to just get back in the game to make money take care of myself so on and so forth unfortunately I did a mixtape in 93 with 
this cat named Demo and the tape took off. Okay. So from there, I just started going hard, mixtapes, meeting different artists until out of nowhere, I had Chris Lighty, rest in peace, reach out to me. Yeah. I had to be about 99 and ask me, uh, did I want to sign? You know, I wanted a record deal. I'm like, record deal? I'm like, you know, I'm not in it for this shit, but you know what I'm saying? But if I could get a record deal, yeah, I, I, I'll do the deal. Then next thing you know, the following year, Hot 97 reached out to me and like, uh, I don't know what the fuck you do. Tracy Clarity said, I don't know what the fuck you do, but whatever it is, you're doing a good job. And a lot of people up here haven't been in my office that much about anything. So if you want a job up here, you got it. So I'm sitting there looking at her like, she's like, well, do you want to work here? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, so everything kind of fell in my lap. And then I started just making dope records. Um, I hosted Eminem's first mixtape. Um, yeah. I hosted 50 Cent's first sample of tape before he even um, Crazy. got with Chris Lighty and um, um, with Violator, you know, before he had his little altercation in the street. And um, I helped start Dipset Movement with Cameron and them. I did the first mixtape. Yeah, mix yeah, that was crazy. I remember that. Yeah, I was on the cover uh, with Cameron and all them. We all had on the mink coats and everything. And it's like pretty much <laughs> were you part? Were you part of that uh, Purple Haze album? I was, yeah, I was part of that. I was really the, the first, the main, uh, Come Home With Me, the one that yeah. Went multi-platinum. But yeah. I, I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh -huh. So 79, you're DJing. I mean, at that point, 79, people are like, like getting electricity from, from light posts some, sometimes, you know, in a park or something like that. Who were your influence? Because that's when, that's like who hurt. That's, that's like during that time, the yeah. infancy of yeah. rap. Who were your influences and what music were you listening to before that? Yeah. All right. So my influences back then was definitely um Grandmaster Flash, Cool Hurt, Africa Bambada. It was guys mm -hmm. in my neighborhood like Willie Clyde, who was real popular. It was um Harlem guy? Yeah, yes. From Harlem. Yeah. Um it was of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know what I'm saying? Which one of them was Andre Harrell, if people knew him in the industry. It was a lot, it was a whole lot of guys, but those is my main influences. And the prior to that, come on, of course, bro, my music was disco. Like, it, it, if you did not know how to do the hustle, you got no ass back in the day, bro. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's like the, you know, you're talking about the 70s, the tail end of the 70s, the beginning of the 80s, Harlem. There were a lot of plays in Harlem, man. There yeah. Were, you know, you had... You had 114th Street. You had 125th up. And I mean, everybody, everybody was hustling in Harlem. Everybody was hustling, making money there. Were you around during the time of Childs when when he was? Was was he more uptown? No, no, I was around at that. But I'm an East Side guy. You understand? Like okay. I'm from the East Side. Like you know what I'm saying? Like First Avenue, Pleasant Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like Pleasant I'm, Avenue. you know. Patsy, Dreos, like that that side and further down, East River Project, Wagner, like I'm East Side. They a lot of them cats, they played more on the West. Like West Side cats didn't really like East Side. Dude. Did you know my boy Joey Cupcakes? Come on, man. Joey Cupcakes is my dude. <laughs> yeah. That's my yeah. that's that's my dude. You know, shout out to Joey Cupcakes, man. Like um, yeah. I got Hopefully numerous, he gets home soon. Yeah, I got numerous yeah. letters from him. I got, you know, pictures, you know, he was winning all the bodybuilding contests. 
in the penitentiary. <laughs> so, you know, I know he was sending me all the pictures and shit. I'm like, man, come yeah. on, you know what I'm saying? So, no, nah, that's, we go back from when, like, he knows me from the graffiti shit. You know, we know each other yeah. back then. Plus, he, Joey was like one of the only Italian guys, like the only that could pull up, you know, in our project, in, not out on, like, come in our project and ain't nobody look at him at all. Anything except for set what's up, you know. Yeah. Certain things I can't say on here. I know, know I know, say, I know, I know. But <laughs> what I'm telling you is, nobody fucked with Joey Cupcakes. And I remember recently he came home for a little while, and I remember I seen him. He's like, "Yo, Dez, what's yeah. up?" Because they call me my graffiti day. They call me Dez. That's what he's like, Dez. I hate that shit. But that's what I'm saying. Oh shit, what's up? What's going on, man? You know what I'm saying. So I was like, told my boy, "Yo, Joey Cupcakes," and he said, "What's up?" Lady he says, hey, Joey, cupcake, what kind of I said, dog, don't. You don't even want to go there. You don't want to yeah. go there. That's yeah. respect. That's it. Yeah. Don't even, you know what I'm saying? We Do was not back. judge that book by its cover. Yeah. That You'd was be on, sorry. And that was on. I'm telling you, you'd be really sorry. Yeah. And that was on 116th and 1st Avenue, one block over from Pleasant. So I'm looking at him like, yeah. bro, don't, don't worry about he it. Came, <laughs> he say, came to vi- I was shooting in Harlem because we would do, when I was shooting The Irishman, we were shooting where the old Palmer Boys uh, Club was. I love where, it. Uh, yeah. Where Fat Tony had his club. Mm-hmm. And Joey, Joey came to visit me on set. He was the, he came with uh, with Chuck Zito. And let me tell you something. When he walks in a room, you know he walks into a room. He, he, it could be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, two, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He's always decked out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like he's walking down the runway. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he kills me. Always uh, sharp, hair slick to the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, good brother. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, know him, I know him well. You know, since I was a teenager. Yeah. So during the pandemic... You come out with homage, accolades, rolling 50 deep. How did that all come about? Well, you know, a lot of people was panicking, which is understandable. Right. But what I've kind of learned um, is to try to make my work that I get paid off of something that isn't really work to me. I would do it regardless of the fact. So I've been blessed Mm -hmm. with music. It's something I did since I was a kid. That's my hustle. I got two radio shows, one on Hot 97, one on Sirius Radio. So radio is media. That's never shutting down. So I still have my two jobs there, recording from the crib. I have a magazine publication called Straight Stunt Magazine that's been around 14 years, which is women. That's another all guilty pleasure. Fat asses, <laughs> all kind of ass, whatever. I do all kind of no bunny edition, Latina edition, you know, all kind of. So sad to say it didn't set out that way, but the number one consumer now since the internet took over is who? Brothers behind the wall. How many people are incarcerated in the United States? So my magazine business took a crazy skyrocket during the pandemic because Nobody was going to the yard. Everybody was locked in. So they had nothing to do but read. So I just start seeing these orders coming like unwear. I'm having to get people to help my helpers because it was crazy. So I had both my jobs. I had um, the magazine shit booming, but then again, people wanted music. So I could operate in my crib. I start putting together, you know, the projects 
you know, it's it just like it just gave me time to focus on me and get a whole lot more done out of did if we was outside. So I was able to put projects together, do my radio show, put the magazine together, all in my crib, sitting back. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I did it. Just being home, like not running in the street. I didn't have to go host no event. Right. I didn't have to no, go to no. no parties. I didn't have to go out of town nowhere. We couldn't go nowhere. So I just sat here and just, just continued to build the empire. I want to ask you, um, there's a rapper that uh, that a lot of people don't talk about. You don't even hear him like in a lot of uh, other people's tracks. And I, I, me personally, I think this this person could have been as big as Pac or as big as Biggie, and it's Big L. Oh man, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, Big L. You have any thoughts on that? Because uh, the reason why I want to ask you this 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 about Big L is because of the question that I'm going to ask you after that. Um, what could have Big L been? Big L would have been what a lot of these artists became. Am I fair? If I'm, am I, is it fair me making that comparison to those two uh, people? Not, nah, not whatsoever. And the crazy thing about it at the time, you know, Dame Dash, who was partnered with Jay-Z, was, uh, you know, Rocking with L, they had a good rapport. They was actually get ready to do a party that I believe was going to launch a flamboyant entertainment, which was his entertainment. And then prior to that, him and Jay Z had a long freestyle session on, um, I believe it was Stretch Armstrong show. But you go online, you can hear it. Yeah. So Big L was he was next up online. Now you are in no shape, form, or fashion out of line for saying that because he was going to be what I believe Jay Z became. Mm-hmm. He Without was inspiration a to a lot. A lot of those guys, they, they credit him with their inspiration. Yeah, it's definitely. Crazy. And then the craziest and yeah. the sad part about it was the last freestyle he did was at my crib, at my studio, right on the hunt. Because my studio was right on the 118th, 119th Street, the First Avenue. And he came, he did one, and he said he ain't like it, erase it. I, I fucking hate that I listened to him. Erased uh. it, and he did another one over. And then I said, okay, we could keep this. I seen him a day later at Willie Burgers. And he was like, yo, when you get a chance, late, I want to come back over. I could do something better, so don't put that out yet. I said, all right, cool. And right after that, his life got yeah. cut short. Yeah. When I, I, I did a film called Boogie and Pop Smoke was in it. And when when I found out and I heard what happened to Pop Smoke, it kind of reminded me of what happened to Big L. Mm-hmm. What could have been? You know, these were two talented people, man, who who were completely different than everybody else than what mm-hmm. they were doing. At that particular time, nobody was stringing words the way nobody was talking about what Big L was talking about. I mean, if you listen to that that to to that album from the the flamboyant. Uh, Album, I think it's called. I'm not sure what that, the lifestyle album is called. Rich and like, yeah, yeah. Nobody string. I mean, what he was talking about. Nobody was talking about things that, at that particular time, and very much so. Pop Smoke, the same thing. Very yeah. unique. Nobody was doing that, and it kind of reminded me of that. Which brings me to my next question, and this is a, a, an argument that I have with a lot of people because I came up with hip hop. I listen to everything. I love all types of music, but I came up with hip hop. 
lyricist and rapper. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Yes. Correct? Yeah. One million percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you give me three lyricists and can you give me three rappers? Uh, three lyricists? I got mine right off the right off the really? deck. Well, yeah. I could definitely say, um, and this is not it's it's it's, it's a whole lot of them, but I'm just gonna Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely nope, no particular uh, order. Yeah. Nas is definitely a, a lyricist. Um Ray Kwan is definitely a lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um, Jada Kiss. Yeah, Jada Kiss is definitely a lyricist. Busta Rhymes. Man, it's so many of them, man. <laughs> Pat Poost is a lyricist. Um, it, 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 it's just, I'll be here all day. If we go classic, then you got Grandmaster Melly Mel was a lyricist. Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap. Rakim was a lyricist. Big Daddy Kane was a lyricist. Yeah. Um, yeah, now you now you got people like Chance and uh, Kendrick Lamar taking over. Oh, so Kendrick Lamar is definitely a lyricist. You can't count him out. Now, give me a rapper. Now, okay. And this is not this is not good or bad. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. just yeah. different. Okay, this yeah. is just different. With, with with me, like rappers is more like in some cases they make better records than lyricists because people it's it's different. Like, all right. If you in a club, right, and you drinking, or you know you with a lady and the mood is right, I know exactly what you're gonna flip say. Flip the script, a fifth, a sixth, a sixth, a fifth, a sixth. Now that's my favorite. So, so with me, it went Barbie, but a lot of people would be a little bit in the club, a little like, man, this shit is kind of fucking. How, how do you move to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But then, if you got, um, put your hands up. Come on, girl, move your body. That's right, like. But a woman like it, it's you know what I'm saying. So it's like a mm-hmm. yeah a different vibe to it. So you know, I've come to see that a lot of rappers are currently making better records than lyricists. Lyricists can make better records if they focus, but unfortunately, they just staying in their lane. So I had to put that out there first. So when you say um, rappers, good rappers, I would say like. Gucci Mane is is a good rapper. See, I'm trying to be, you understand, political. Yeah, <laughs> but there 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 okay, there there are rappers who are all, there are lyricists who sometimes know when to put the when to be a rapper. You know, yes. It's like, let's take Eminem for example. That's a lyricist. Okay, thousand percent. But very rarely, back in the day, did you hear people blasting Eminem out of their car? You know, it would be more Jay Z. It would be more not. You would even hear Nas that much. It would be be more Jay Z, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Now you take Tupac. Very few songs. Very few songs that you know. It 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 all it. What I'm trying to say is. There are there are lyricists who know when to make a rap record. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like this in the movie business. You go make that Marvel movie so that you could go make that independent movie. You agree with that, Karen? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're talking about how you can bounce back and forth because you can go ahead and do a, a catchy song that's going to make the radio and get played all over, and then you can just do one where there's no chorus whatsoever and you're just spitting 72 bars like the game did. 
on his album. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do, do rappers <laughs> have the hook that sell the albums? Versus... I think I think it's the beat. Well, I think the, that's what draws the people the, in. It's the, the beat. Lyric, but the lyricist, the way they use the beat with their wordsmith, it's just, it's amazing. Like, that to me is more amazing than finding a hook that sells. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what else you got to understand, too, is like, with me, I don't want lyricists to conform to kind yeah, of, like, it's to, to do mm-hmm. what, like, to me, I've always been a strong believer in a radio record is a hot record that makes its way to the radio. A lot of artists go in the studio like, yo, I gotta go make this radio record. What the fuck is that? Like, like mm-hmm. so it's really like you selling your ass to a degree to try to, mm-hmm. to fit in, you know what I'm saying, with everybody else instead of doing what you do and let your organic fans just follow. And, and if the record is hot like it's supposed, it'll just build up to get there. Like we had mm-hmm. records like, um, Shout out to Shauna, and she's a lyricist without a doubt. You know, she was with from she was down with uh Ludacris with DTP. She made a record called I don't know if y'all remember it. I was getting some head. I was getting some head. I remember that. Yeah, that was forever <laughs> not no radio record, but it was so hot. This shit made its way In the clubs. to the radio. Yeah, and they yeah. just of course they had to edit the head part out. But what I'm trying to say is, if you make a record and it's hot. It's gonna go where it need to go. You don't have to say, "Oh man, I gotta do what Drake is doing." You know what I'm saying? In order to get to no, you don't have to do that. You have to be yourself. You know, you have to be yourself. That's it. Right? Do yeah. you do do you particularly like the new generation of hip hop? Some of it I do. Some of it I don't. You know, and to me, it's it's like a gift and a curse, man. Like, how do you get mad? at these young brothers who's finding a way out of poverty and becoming millionaires and can take care of their family and move on. That's a bless. That's all right. Now this is the curse. When you go into boxing, if you want to be a boxer, you know who Jack Johnson is. You know who Rocky Marciano is. You know who Muhammad Ali is. You study George Foreman. You want to play basketball. You know, you know who, Larry Birdies, you know what I'm saying? You know who Magic Johnson is, or Will Chamberlain, Clyde Frazier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know where I'm going? You go to baseball, you know who Willie Mays is, Babe Ruth. Like you, you, you know, you you study these things, like because you was in love with the culture. These guys start at probably Big and Pac and then skip another 10 years to probably Soldier Boy and you know, like they do not give a damn about the roots. I noticed that too in interviews. Like they don't, they don't care, and they don't acknowledge the elders. And they even have the audacity sometimes to be like, "Oh, you old fucking guys need to retire." <laughs> what the fuck? Like hip hop is the only genre where you hear that stupid shit. I never heard nobody in rock and roll tell fucking <laughs> Rolling Stones, "Yo, y'all need to retire." These fucking dudes doing shows looking like zombies and shit. And shit, and getting yeah. you understand? Like why in hip hop do the younger generation disrespect the OGs so much? It's, it's awkward and don't care to know about the origin of the culture. And part of it, I would say, might be our fault because it's no hip hop education class. So if we don't teach them, how would they know? But in the midst of you trying to school them, they don't give a fuck. It's just like the same way we see so much of the violence that's happening with these young guys 
that's in, I'm going to touch on what you said about lyricist and rapper. A lot of the violence that's happening with the younger brothers in the culture is because they're not really rappers, nor lyricists. These are young guys that seeing a young guy like them that came from where they came from on a beat doing some shit they feel like they could do. It's like, it's no line drawing that you have to be able to do this to get here. It's like, oh, they making money, they pay for studio time, they put some girls in the studio, some weed, they got their jewelry and they all like this, saying some <laughs> shit. The next thing you know, a label was like, did he shoot anybody before? Yeah. He's been to jail before, right? Yeah. Let's sign him. Oh. And that's the worst part about it. It's like- Packaging. Yeah. It's all it, packaging. It, it's like, I remember taking a, a young guy to a specific label and he was 14, he's going to school. He was a lyricist, had some decent records, never been in trouble. And I'm thinking this would be somebody they would be interested in because- Slam liability. Right. So when I'm saying all these things, never been arrested, he'll use no drugs, go to school, this and that. So they listened to the music, they bopping and everything. And they said, okay, let us talk to K-Slate. When they left, they said, there's one problem, K-Slate. Said what? Said the CEO, CEO likes the young guys that use drugs and shoot people and go to jail. I said, but what the fuck do you mean? He says, well, that's what the audience right now is interested in. I said, so... Y'all want instant gratification over longevity, in other words. And they was like, I was like, oh, man, we fucked. You know what I'm saying? We are totally fucked. So just so you know, that's why you hear so much of the, the genre of music you hear. Because this guy here, not saying the other guys is dumb. They smart in a whole other way of making money. But this guy here is looking to go to school, get a degree, have a family, move them out the hood and be around. This guy here is a hothead. He's doing what he's doing in the street. If you get him mad, he's gonna shoot your ass. You understand what I'm saying? Like he'll shoot into your apartment, whatever. And when he's locked up and his record sales jump, the label is gonna always capitalize off of him. You understand? Oh, yeah. And, and he won't be here to battle and after a while, down with him or go somewhere and then it's just like, okay, let's go get another idiot off the street. To do the same shit over. Wait, the, the rapper becomes the product. Exactly. It's just being used. A commodity. It's, it's, it's so it's, it's dirty, dirty business. So that's what's happening right now. So that's the reason why the music is the way it is. A lot of the young brothers in the game are not really rappers. They had no aspirations or no dreams of being a rapper when they was younger. They just seen somebody that they knew they could identify doing it. They said, well, hey, I got all this jewelry. <laughs> I got all this money. I got these cars. I'm going to the studio drugs. to make a yeah, yeah. They saw all. Master P on MTV Cribs. That's what happened. It's, that's all it is. It's <laughs> like it's no... It's, it's fucking I no, nothing. It's, it's no borderline. It's, it's nothing. It's just like, come on over. And, and if you could just put Dr. Seuss, like the cat in the hat, if you could do Dr. Seuss, like if you could do that, you could get a record deal, yo. Okay, has, has the streaming stuff become easier for musicians to put their shit out? No, nah, it's disgusting. It is more disgusting. It's more disgusting because, yeah. all right, this is another thing which a lot of people are not aware of. Y'all might not be aware of on the same token. Did you kind of notice how you no longer hear them talk about how many records were sold? It's just like yeah. how many streams? That's because a lot of these motherfuckers ain't selling the records you think that they sell it. 
because yeah. streaming took over. You just got to think. Here it is before when we had to spend $11.99, $12.99, $18.99 for your favorite album. Now you could go online and listen to the album for free. So you, yeah. a, you need a million streams to make about $10,000 almost of one record. You need a billion to go platinum. A billion streams, right? That's And now this is the, the, the key point I'm going to make that people might not like. Just because a billion people watch their video and stream it don't mean they liked it. Mm-hmm. People so that didn't true. like it wouldn't have brought it. So how does that affect the real talented guy towards the popular guy who just went on Dr. Phil and cursed his mother out and got 10 million views so the record label goes, he got 10 million views for cursing his mother out? Let's get him in the studio because if he makes the fucking record, maybe 10 million people will stream the record. Fucked up. Yeah. This is it's the same. It's the same same argument I make with people who watch really shitty TV shows and they stand behind them, and I'm like, "This is absolute crap." And you're like, "Well, people watch it." I'm like, "That's not a good argument. Just because people fucking watch it doesn't mean it's good." Because yeah, most people are sheep. That's why. I, I got into a discussion with a musician friend of mine, and it, it costs True. four dollars to buy a gallon of milk, but it's a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents to buy a piece of artwork that a musician spent probably a year to write. It's disgusting. They're selling for 99 cents. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then let's not forget about the 99 cent. You're not even getting the 99 cent. You got to no. think of the cuts you get. Getting like eight cents. Out of the ni- exactly. So it's just the breakdown. Like, it's like eight cents. The game is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. You can really, you can really That's why make- the money was in touring, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 On the road. And merchandising. Yeah. Yeah. Touring and shows, but even with that, once they seen the money with that, with the streaming, what you think the record label did? Hold on for a second. They created some shit called the 360 deal where they get touring, merch. Like, yo, this shit is Uh. rape and pillage. They have 360 (laughs) deals now and a lot of young artists jump into the game without knowing the business and they sign into them. And now, like, where you only got a cut of the albums, now they got a cut of everything you're doing. Everything. They, they got your hands and everything. They have your soul. <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah. Remember, remember the, the music video for uh, for Dre Day? And they had uh, mm-hmm. the guy talking, the manager talking contracts with Easy egos. goes, just yeah. put your life, I mean your name, on the contract. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'd be encouraging young brothers, like, get you a good lawyer. You understand? Yeah. Just don't jump. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they never unionized. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you want artists actors to you? Well, yeah. Well, well actors know, are in the yeah. union. Well, think right? about it. I mean, who is Ray Charles is one of the first people to go to a record company and demand to own his own masters. Mm. That's crazy. You can't get that shit today. But I mean, he he did it. They paved the way for people to be able to do that. But. Yeah, so did Paul Anka, though. Yeah. Okay, do you produce everything yourself 100%? Or? Uh, I got a producer. Okay. And, um, his name is it's funny. You know what I'm saying? They, I got two. And, and when people see them, they, they don't believe it. Two Italian brothers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. name Dutes, and and I met him. Well, my boy T fella, I met him at Patsy's. It was a event, but I wound up I wound up liking the music and everything. So you know we connected, and um, when they had the his listening party, I came to Patsy's where you know everybody was at, and he introduced me to this guy Suits, and I didn't listen at first, and maybe six months later I listened to the CD and said what. So I said, yo, you're doing this. Yeah, you're doing this. 
Fuck you, was Mike, was Mike Panini part of that? Huh? Was uh Mike Panini part? The shark. The shark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, the shark was there. No, he was there. He came I to the party. I can't remember. I know you did something with him, too. He did something with you early on. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. All, your, all your Italian names sound made up. Wow. Mike I, Panini, no, no, I, I, Joey I know Cupcakes, Mike. I grew up, I grew Jimmy up Flatbread. With Mike. I grew up with Mike. Yeah, I knew, yeah that's my boy. Yeah. Rest in peace to the pop, Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy's son. That's my boy right there. So, yeah, I met Suits there, and his it's Suits and Berghart. Suits is about 47. Berghart is 70 years old. Those are my producers. Right now. That's awesome. He That's can great. Play, I love that. I listen, love that. They can play anything, any way, any twist. You tell them it's it's incredible. Like they don't just make beats, they know how to do instruments. <laughs> Thing. Like so the OG, you know, when we when we like scrambled, I'd be like, shoot, man, you gotta hit Berghart, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, here comes the rhythm and we're fucking out of here. You understand? Now, so, now you guys all collaborate. You work together on the beat. Like I was listening to to Rolling Fifty Deep, um, mm-hmm. and I heard that dude. Anytime I hear that church bell in a mm-hmm. song, when I hear mm-hmm. that church mm-hmm. bell, it brings me back to like mm-hmm. playing football in college yeah, and getting yeah. amped. Listen to Victory, yeah, with, uh, on, on a Diddy out. I heard, yeah. and when I heard that bell, I was like, holy shit! I just got brought yeah. back. I was like, the Rocky Bell, yeah, the Rocky Bell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, suits threw that in. He was like, we got to throw that in there. Like even when. Um, we did. I just did the rolling 110 deep on accolades. Yeah, and, that's um, what I wanted yeah. to talk to you about. Yeah, that yeah. that that's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, we had to reach to him. Like he had it right there. I said, man, this is a miss. Go to sleep. Next day, he said, yo, man, I, I hit the OG. I hit Berghart, and he had these sounds. I said, damn, that's it. So it's over. I started. You started it out with the locks, right? Um, yeah, the locks, she, uh, what was it? Chic, chic, who, chic who was Luch first? Chic Styles, Luch? who was that? Styles, yeah, Chic Styles, yeah, yeah. Styles. Like that. Styles album, probably not one bad song. That, <laughs> that, okay, here, here, here's a lyricist who, in my opinion, is very, very underrated. Styles P. Yeah, go listen to his album, Officer and a Gentleman. There's not one bad song on that whole album. Full disclosure, I'm a little biased. I'm from Yonkers, so. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm from, the, you know, born and raised in the Bronx. But the locks, I mean, Styles P, man. I... Dude, there's some of, some of the shit. Great that, Some of the shit that they did. Like, Unbelievable. I, it changed the way I even looked at rap because you had you had two different locks. You had the locks that were rolling with Diddy when they did that whole album, and it was like, okay, look at this, everyone knows. And then when they separated, and they all started doing their own mixtapes. Like when I heard Jadakiss say, "Y'all scared?" I could tell because I'm gonna get bucks like Milwaukee because like Sam, I could sell. I fucking fell out of my chair. Like, I fell out of my fucking chair. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Awesome. They changed, they did it, and they're still doing it nonstop. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. We're watching your albums. You go on your albums, you see all these people, and they're just still all the time crushing it. Fresh lyrics, fresh bars. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. They were ama- they were amazing, man. Since the nineties, like when I was putting out the mixtape. That's what I'm 90s. saying. This is gonna go back to my. So I'm I'm on set, and I'm talking to a, 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 a kid that an actor who's in his twenties. I'm not gonna mention no names then. He's mentioning all these people. And I'm like, yeah, you know, LL, pretty dangerous. Oh, what are you talking about? 
I'm like, what do you mean when I'm talking? I'm, I'm saying LL can end your career. LL, now let's go to a lyricist and a rapper. LL is both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tried to battle LL, LL Cool J, and you got a big problem. Well, there's 1989 LL Cool J, and there's, there's no matter there's what in the, LL, in the house, Cool J. LL, LL Cool J, cool J <laughs> could go right now, go on his phone. No, he could. Go, and, he and could write something, and your career's over. He could, but but he went for the yeah. That's right. LL could take it to your ass. He was yeah. he was the original Bieber man. He was the original Bieber. When he no. when he, I, I went no to in, a, in a good way. He was the original Bieber. He was fucking. He blew up. He was everywhere. Every single from from kids who were 12 to 22, they were all about him. In the eight, late 80s, early 90s, right around there. Yeah, it was I, crazy. He I crushed wouldn't use it. Bieber, though. Bieber's a... Dude, listen. I'm not... A, all right, I'm not fucking screaming in the front row at a Bieber concert. All right? But I'm just saying, anybody who's that global... LL was global. He opened the door for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he did. He, he, he yeah. turned it pop. Yeah. Well... I don't know. Shout out Justin Bieber. <laughs> my, 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 my guy... Good ping pong player, too. Good ping pong player. My guy was... Was DMX and people are like, oh yeah, you oh, know. man. But DMX. I'm gonna tell you something. Interesting. And, and and this and I, whoever's young and listening to this, I put DMX probably in my top three. Mm. To guy. me, DMX was a street prophet. I can't I agree. I, I love. Nobody went where DMX went. Love DMX. Yeah, D- DMX Nobody. is a real spiritual brother. You understand? Top three Top three is rarefied air, though. Yeah. Huh? Top yeah. three is rarefied air. DMX was just dope, saying. man. I just, I, he was amazing. I take nothing away from DMX, but I mean, were you talking about top three? Who are you going to put in the top three, then? Uh, Who's your top three? Biggie, Jay-Z. Yeah. I just okay. thought, you know, fucking Biggie, Biggie, Jay, first of all, Jay-Z is, I mean, it's incredible what he's like. Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, I would say. And that's just uh, forgetting the older crew that started this all and their inspiration, but I would put Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas in my top three. Not me. But you're always going to have people with the different three, depending on how they, where they grew up, how See, old yeah, they Yeah, when it, when it comes... <laughs> Okay, when it when it's oh, when, when you tell somebody Jadakus. three, I, I forgot about it gets, it, get, it gets a little it gets a little crazy because usually the question is who's your top five? Yeah, who's your top ten? I want to know who's your top three because that now you you trim away the fat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it's hard to pick a top. Not I mean, really, depending on the day. Not and really, the mood you're in. You're Not really. Kinda... And Slate Slate so. works with all these guys, so he can't pick a top. Yeah, he no, can't. But no, too no, he no, no, surrounded by genius. I can tell you, top one. I'm I'm willing to take anybody on the debate. Is Grandmaster Melly Mel? Okay, there you oh, go. Wow. This is why I gotta say Melly Mel. <laughs> he has a verse on Beat Street, right? Beat Street. It's called Beat Street Breakdown. The third verse. He said. Don't be a slave to no computer. In 1983, he said, lost in space. What is it worth? The president just forgot about Earth. Fucking Trump forgot about Earth, the universe, every fucking thing (laughs) all around. Like, that dude was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. You got to listen. You got to listen to how he broke shit down. So amazing that somebody did that in 1983, almost 40 years ago. You got to listen to that verse. And then besides that, he made white lines. I know y'all remember white lines. White. 
Line. Exactly. Yeah. You got to remember the message. Now, what that the message stands firm right now as well. Like he made records forety years ago that stand firm right now. Yeah, so, and if you look at them on Rolling Fifty or Rolling One Hundred and Ten Deep, I mean, he has a habit of still taking his shirt off. You understand? But. He kills it he in a hundred deep. He kills it. He kills it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think how how tall is he? Oh, Mel has got to be. What about, is he five three? Yeah, about five four. Yeah, about five. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying because the way that the the I said because in the other video he looks much taller, and this thing he looks he looks really short. But I saw him on a podcast. I forgot. I think it might have been Vlad or something like that, and he gives a really good interview. Yeah, that was Vlad. Um, mm-hmm. was it? Yes. Okay. And um, I, I mean, I've always been a fan of that guy. I mean, yeah. I used to just the f- message. I mean, everything. Uh, Come on, man. He's been way ahead game. of his time, man. Way ahead of his time. I'm looking at from then and now. He's still nice and he's still here. So that's why I, I give him my greatest right there. You know what I'm saying? That's me. That's I can't help. After that, um, I'm coming with Nas. Yeah. Nas would be number two. Mm-hmm. I don't want uh, after that. It's too many of them. I'm just gonna say yeah, too. Yeah. It's all up for grabs. Yeah, See, so, it's like so everyone. I have everyone a takes other people mad at me. You understand? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a smart move. It. That's a smart move. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like everyone takes everyone takes these lyrics and takes them and applies them to their own life. You know, no matter how different you are, where you come from. And I'm a writer, so every time I hear a lyric, I constantly like write them down. And like Jay Z has so many like, you know, just one bar or one line lyrics that I'll think, and again, anytime I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to write something. I think of like a line that he'll say is like, he's like, you know, whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out because that's when I brainstorm. It's fucking crazy. Hey, do you have, do you have one more? Do you have one more? Do you, maybe you could do 111. (laughs) Put him on. These aren't my words. These aren't my words. I mean, I'm going to be honest with y'all because I'm here right now. I've, I threw it up, but I didn't say it on the interview yet, but I'm going to say it right here. Um, oh, this is an exclusive. Yeah. It's an exclusive. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. People thought I was joking, like I was just being hypothetically, but hypothetical. But um, yeah, uh, I got around 30 verses working on Rolling 200 Deep. Wow. Which would be, which people are going to have to get popcorn champagne a beer or whatever because it's going to be an hour and 20 minutes okay. the last time I'm getting all of it. there's only a couple of other times that something like this the, the, i remember the first time it was self-destruction right where yeah. they got a couple of rappers in there right yeah and then what was the other one the other one with uh keith Mer- uh rappers delight no 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 the no, symphony the <clears throat> symphony oh yeah yeah the symphony and that when when I when I saw, when I, I was like what I'm following your Instagram and I I see okay he's got like a couple yeah. of rappers you know spitting and stuff like that and I'm like man I love I love this beat they're coming out and then I I I started realizing what you were doing yeah and I'm like no one's done this no yeah. no one no nope. no one has done this in all these years the last time I saw a group of people get together and like. Like just just flow it was the symphony. I I don't remember it happening. Yeah, this is like a trilogy I was doing in two thousand and three. It's like also a homage, like to to like the old time. You have everybody in there. Yeah, 
it's, it, it, and this, and everybody, the, it was mixing everybody up. So the, the young guys, it was almost like educating them. Like, look, this guy is 60. This guy is in his 20s, but he's fucking busting his ass on here. So stop that mm-hmm. retirement shit. Like, you understand? This It was just like a little, <laughs> and even Coke LaRock, I had the first hip hop MC on there. He's yeah. 66 going on 67 on there. Crazy. He's 66. And he did his thing too. He yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. He held court. Dom's hot seat. Uh oh. Oh shit. Wait, hot seat. I, I, wait. Good. Can I ask where do, where do you get your creativity from? Like where do you get these beats? Where do you get the rhythm? And how do you I have a million questions, but where does it come from? I just like the classic sound, but not too outdated. You know, it's just like a, a certain I can't explain it. It's just like a certain rhythm that's stuck in my head. Like if I hear something, I'm like, nah, that ain't it. I hear something, nah, that ain't it. Okay, that right there. Bump the 808 up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's it's hard to explain. So you just it's get just, like an earworm in your ear that you, only you can print that. Or, yeah. yeah. But most of the time, suits will come with, he'll come with the structure. And I'll say, okay, I like this. Let's get rid of that. Let's add this. Let's add that. Let's put this. No, no, not that. Like, if we play with it, and me and him will make a beat in, like, 20 minutes sometimes. When, when, when you get a sound in your head, do you just go to, like, your, your voice recorder on your phone and just hum it so you don't lose it? I ain't gonna lie. I call Suits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hit him a beat. And, and what's so crazy is, with our chemistry, me and him both got the same birthday. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a sign. Which is right, when? Which is when? Leo, August 14th. Oh, oh he's got a coming birthday up. coming up. Coming up. Yeah, yeah. Karen, yeah. you wanted to ask him something? No, you could go ahead. Go to the, hot, the hot seat. seat. Bring yeah. him to the hot seat. All right. You're on a karaoke stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that set up? That's right. That's nice. right. I had to go with the music yeah. question yeah. first. <laughs> You're on a karaoke stage. What song are you singing? God damn. I'm on a karaoke stage. Which song am I singing? If this world was mine. Nah, nice. Yeah. All right. Slave, you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice. How old are you and what's that piece of advice? Um, 14 years old. Don't smoke angel dust. Sound advice. Sound advice. You have a hero? Yes, my mother. Bang. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Got a question? Yeah. You've done a lot of touring, I'm sure, <clears throat> uh, across the country, I imagine. Yeah. No. Nah, uh, um, uh, people know I'm scared of planes. Yeah. Oh, like me. shit. Like me. Like you Dominic, and Dom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. All right. We're taking a trip, three of us. Yeah. We're, we're going. going somewhere. Well, Fat, Fat Joe was scared of planes, too. Now he gets I'll get yeah, yeah, takes pictures too. next to them. We'll get one plane. We'll all go on. We'll just get a helicopter. Get it over with. Maybe a helicopter yeah. is the way to get it over. Yeah. We used me and Joe, he's a Leo too. We both had it. He used to laugh at us because we both were scared to get on planes, places, and shit like that. Oh, Furthest no. I ever been was Vegas. I haven't been past Vegas. Mm. All right, I'll pivot. I'll pivot then. I'll go a different question. Prior to this whole, you know, lifestyle, have you ever been fired from a job? Yeah, hell yeah. Tell me, tell me your best <laughs> "I got fired" story. Um, normally. I wait till I get off work to get high. 
<laughs> but this day, clearly you these know, two do it during their what during their job. <laughs> it was it was like uh, we used to all work in the eighties, like you know eighty third, eighty fourth Street downtown, and I was working for Low Bell's Meat Market, and I'll never forget. Um, they wanted to go uptown and get some dust. At lunchtime, and I'm like, damn, let's just wait till after work. Now nah, we're gonna go to 123rd. So I say, fuck it. We drive our bikes, right? We ride our bikes to 106th Street <laughs> and we lock them on the schoolyard, catch the cab to 123rd, smoke the dust, forget where I locked the fucking bike. <laughs> you Come back to the job and all I know is for the next day when I asked what happened, they said, look, you lost the bike. And then when we asked you what's going on, he said you was just going like you was you, you was trying to talk, but nothing was coming out of your mouth. So we had to let you go. And I was like, yo, but it was like, it's no buts. Like, where's the bike at? I was like, I don't know. He's like, what, what are you on? What are you, I'm not on nothing. I was tired. It was like, look, Stay home. You know what I'm <laughs> that that was the worst, and I like I like that job, man. Yeah. I like I really like that job. But yeah, that's why I said don't uh, don't smoke. Dust. <laughs> Which brings me back to my point: do not smoke yeah, angel no. dust. Yeah. <laughs> your big your first big payday in in, in in this business. What was your what what did you buy yourself? Ooh. Love that. Um, my first big payday. I went and got um this K Slay piece. It was about like this. It was, a, it was a crown. It was a crown about this big. You know the typical hip hop fucking starters kit. You know what I'm saying? This, starters kit. This fucking big with. Uh, a slave, two turntables, the mixer, and the drama king on it, and the big uh, link chain. Did the ta- did it. the tables spin? No, no. The one I got, the smaller one I got that, after. That's the that, second purchase. Yeah, that Avianni made that one. The turn, the, the table spin, and the arm move. The one that Avianni yeah. made. Yeah, that one. Yeah. What? Uh, were there two songs? Now, I mean, I don't know about D. I mean, I, I've never DJed, but I, I've, I've heard like you go from one song to the other song, you fade in, from fade in, fade out, right? And was it was there like a K Slay mix? Like if you went to a party, yeah, I, I like if I was in the back room, I could hear you. I, I like that mix. That that's that's K Slay. Did you transition? Were there two songs that you love to transition from? Um, can't you see Total and Biggie to touch me, tease me, Case and Foxy Brown? Wow, see what I'm saying? Crazy, yeah. And you missed that question. You know why? You want to know why? Right. Have another beer. What are you doing? <laughs> Have another beer. Good job. You Have wrote that freaking one. question. Have another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that what? What are you watching on TV? What do you like to watch? Oh, right now, yeah. Um, I just watched uh, the the new season of, of Power. You know, with Kanan. 
But uh, other than that, shouldn't they bring my, my character back? back? I think huh? so. Shouldn't they bring my character back? I'm just kidding. Yo, yeah, I'm just definitely. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But but you know, <laughs> with, with me, I'm always watching classics. I'm watching which was when I first got introduced to you, The Wire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That character, that hurt motherfucker, was a bastard. Yo. <laughs> he was a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bastard. But he was comical, and then even later on, once you got the 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 the, the job, you know, the, the it, it, in the office, you wear your suit and tie. Yeah. You still found a way to be a bastard. And yeah. You gave him all those numbers. He's like, hey, don't act like I ever did nothing. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like. You still found a way, like, you know. Okay, it was an easy plane, that guy coming from where I come from. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, no uh, doubt. It, it was, uh, oh, yeah, I imagine. But no, um, I like classic like that. I like to watch um, Oz, m- minus the certain scenes and shit. Yeah. Um, Boardwalk Empire, you know, I'm, I'm, I like watching that. I like throwback shit. I like Godfather Harlem. I like, I've been watching that. Can but, I yeah, recommend I like, something for you? Yeah, shoot. Uh, have you watched Gamora? No. Uh-uh. Uh, do you mind subtitles? Do you mind reading subtitles? No, not as long as it's action. Okay. It's uh, Gamora is the uh, the Naples mob in Italy. Get this show. Watch this show. It's like Sopranos meets The Wire. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you'll love it. And then let me Ooh. know. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of it. Oh no! I'm definitely gonna watch that because yeah. I like I like action. It's in Italian, Don. Yeah, huh. it's called Gamora. 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 Gamora is the the, the 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 you know how you have Cosa Nostra? Yeah. The mob that's from Naples is called Gamora. Which they're nasty. They're called the, the Gamora. They're a nasty bunch. Too. They're vicious. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any disrespect against them. Or, no, 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 yeah, no, no. They're vicious. He can never go home now. Yeah, yeah. It's the real. They're, they're the real deal. Commendatory. Yeah, they're the real deal. No, I gotta peep. I gotta check that out. Uh, so, how are things with? Uh, are you doing anything with Fifty? With any of his shows or anything like that? Any any music there? No, I haven't talked to Fifty in a minute. Um, but I was just thinking about hitting him up about. Getting on this 210 deep, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I would love to see I, him I, on that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people would ask me, "Yo, what's up with Fifty? What's up with Fifty? I said, "You know what? I ain't talked to my bro in a little while. Let me uh, reach out to him." So yeah, I definitely gonna um, reach out to him. Hopefully, he ain't too busy because he got. He's got um, Power just came out, and now he got uh, the BMF uh, series is getting ready to come out. Like that dude is moving. You know yeah, what I'm like yeah. he stays. He's- moving so yeah. you know hopefully he'll find time to that's gonna drop. be really interesting that show yeah, uh, that's gonna be dope. the bff bmf yeah the BMF, BMF, BMF. that's gonna be real dope and uh you know, joseph sakura show also the tommy show right oh. uh oh, got I that going on the, the, there's like three i think three yeah, or four yeah. different spin-offs of of power yeah, that, yeah. that's gonna be dope. Books, we had courtney books, kemp yeah. on the on here <clears throat> really yeah Jeez, yeah we we had Corny. Corny was uh, early on, and um, what she was able to accomplish with all this, and now what it's grown into, it's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, too bad. Uh, wish my character didn't die. Yeah. Wish I could pop up on one of these <laughs> shows. But, you can't come yeah. back as a ghost. I don't know. It would ha- it would probably have to be something <laughs> like a dream. No, no, it would have to be something that preluded. Yeah. yeah. 
power mm-hmm. and you could bring me, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. your brother was so fucking crooked, dog. Like, man, your brother, that he was that he was the most fucking crooked lawyer I think I've seen in a movie. Oh, yeah. Pro- movie. Proctor. Yeah. yeah. Proctor, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Ferrara. Right. Shout out to Jerry Ferrara. Like, it, it, yeah. It's like he was down, but then you just didn't know where his loyalty was at. Like, even when I thought, when I see, oh, he didn't even burn the fucking tape. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy's <laughs> fucking terrible. Okay. You know? I mean, he's a lawyer. Come on. Yeah. 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 We know the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I know it. I fucking <laughs> I know. know. Not that I, any lawyers are bad. Or no, no. Well, not, <laughs> we have, we have, he's got we, nothing we, but disclaimers over here. We have Vic here. <laughs> I learned from Kay. He said disclaimers in the beginning. We, we, we have Vic here. Since, since, since Vic is a guest, uh, unfortunately, we, we can't see Vic. But Vic, you have a question for Kay? Yeah. Roll I over do. to the microphone. Roll over yeah. to the mic. I, I do. I do. Um, Kay, I want to know if, like, Closer. I want to know what, what musics do you like besides rap? Like, do you dabble in anything else besides rap and hip hop? Like, do you do you mean like personal time or and stuff like that? Can you like branch out a little bit? I mean, I like R&B music. You know, I like I like reggae music too. You know, um, I used to be a fan of house music back in the days, but that kind of died out. Like, I don't really hear nobody really focusing on that. Yeah. You know? But I like all where, kind of music. Where did hip, where did hip hop originate? Like, who was the? I, I'm more of a rock guy, so I I'm not. You know, yeah, this is a good Grateful Dead like, guy. Always, well, you know, <laughs> like even Grateful Dead, we go back to the old blues Ooh. from the 20s yeah. where they were singing, mm-hmm. and we get you know melodies from them. We steal it from them. I, I want to know where they got their inspiration from. Like the first rhythm and blues. Yeah, well, definitely was like. James Brown, yeah, you know, it was a lot of James Brown sampling. It was um, Funkadelic now, and then um, shit, Rolling Stones, Dexter Wanzel, Aerosmith, which yeah, we had wow. one of the most classic hip hop breaks we cut up to the in the park, in which when they collaborated with yeah, Run DMC, I always see it, say that kind of kicked in the door for mainstream for us when Aerosmith, you know, Steven Tyler and them did. See, this is the stuff that <clears throat> the people now, the, the, I, I, I hate to say it, but they the don't. generation coming up now, this is what they yeah. don't know. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great, yeah. there's a great story in a documentary about... Uh, Look at the sampling. I'm sorry, no, Darren, go ahead, go I, ahead. I, I just want to get this thought out. <laughs> Diddy knew where the music came from. That's why he sampled all those old songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the inspiration for this came from. All those, all those, like, you know who was great? You know who did it? Cameron did it. Yeah. Cameron mm-hmm. did it on a whole album. Yeah. yeah. All, all those, you know, uh, like all that smooth stuff, you know, that that Nicky Bond, like you could just, you could picture yourself, like I could picture Cameron thinking, I'm hanging out with Nikki Barnes right now. I'm I'm in a place, and this is what this is the music that's playing in the background yeah, right now. And then cool. he would play that, and then he would go into this into the and talk about a guy who has his own style, a rapper. Big, I'm a big Cameron fan. Mm-hmm. Big Dipset fan, huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. But, um, is, there's no like <clears throat> hip hop uh, training, like I, like at Berkeley. Training, or, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, what is like, this apex apex no, tech? No, no. Welcome. You to learn the, a tool and the tool go. Welcome the to the hip hop training box. session at the Berkeley Conservatory. You go, you go to Berkeley School of Music and they have a jazz class or you know rock class. I, I didn't see a hip hop class. Yeah, I think nah, man. Karen, make sure you edit that one. Out. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. have that. It still, starts with the they, rock class. They don't. They don't have nothing yeah. like that. They actually no. just opened up, or are opening up the hip hop museum in the Bronx. You know, yeah. so hopefully there, some mm-hmm. people could get some of the, the hip hop education. But nah, they don't have a. a I think class. the closest <laughs> thing is. Uh, I think. I think the the only closest thing, is Tupac's lyrics being part of a curriculum, at a college. They dissected his lyrics. Well, that's what I'm saying. They do that for like... But there's not like a hip-hop class. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing to like... There's not. There's nothing. There's nothing like that. There should be. There's a lot of... (laughs) There's a lot of old married white women that take hip-hop dancing classes. Here's the thing. I don't think you could teach... (laughs) No, no, no. Here's the the difference. Here's Here's the difference. You could teach someone how to play the guitar. You could teach someone how... And you could teach someone how to play the drums. You might even be able to teach someone how to mix. You can't teach someone how to rap. No. Rap is kind of like poetry if you look at it. Yeah, but there's poetry classes. I I just don't think it's something that could be taught in a classroom. I mean, the history, the the breakdown of what some what 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 a message is in a particular song. But I don't think like hey, you know, let's let's rap for the next fifteen minutes. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. But no, I don't, yeah, I don't they think do that, that in, in yeah. rock and jazz. Yeah. You, you could try, but that's something that got to come from within. That's what I believe. All right, Kay. Thank you so much, man. That was interesting. I hope I hope you come back and visit us. No, nah, definitely, man. I, I'll be back when 200 Deep is flowing. Man. All right. Can't wait for that, man. That's yeah. I can't wait right. for that. Okay, thank you. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kay. Bye-bye. You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, much better. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's truly global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, Lennon and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash finance 23, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash finance 23 to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash finance 23.
And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. Well, today you can expect lots of cloud cover with 0% chance of raining on your parade because you'll be riding your motorcycle vroom vroom. That rumbling low-pressure system beneath you should give way to a relaxing commute and a sudden urge to take the scenic route everywhere you go because, dagnabbit, you're having fun out there. That's your forecast. Back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.